Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Readings and Ramblings. My name is Janice Gentles-Jones, and I'm excited to be here with my cohort. Yes, I am here, <laughs> Shanna Vera, and it's good to be with all of you again, and especially with you, Janice. I know. I I'm always so look excited. forward to our Wednesday meetings. So. Me too, because I have stuff to tell you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I try not to text too much in the week so that, you know, I, know. I could be fresh on Wednesdays <laughs> when we actually do record this. We actually record this on Wednesdays. Now you know. I think hey. our I think our pre-conversations is where I struggle. Like I do good all week, like not saying anything. But then we start talking and I'm like, oh, wait, let me not say this now. Because I'm going to say it again later. I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so it's like, all right, let's hurry so we can start. <laughs> so we usually start off our podcast with the quote of something that we've read from the week right yes so, so i was gonna start with mine okay i've been ahead. reading this book called the madman and the professor oh and it's actually about the writing of the webster dictionary what made you read that <laughs> it was actually <laughs> some, somebody sent me the book in the mail and oh, was wow. like hey i love this book i know you love to read so i thought you should read this book and i was like okay was, so i started reading it oh wow was it <laughs> yeah. a friend yeah okay yeah no it was it wasn't like a random stranger okay, it was a, okay. no, it was a friend <laughs> but anyway it was funny too because the person who sent it to me did not put their name on the oh. book and i'm like so i had to like use my detective skills to figure out who in the world sent me this book but anyway <laughs> You know, so. not for nothing, people, I have received a random book in the mail from twice in my life, and I don't know who sent them. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, honestly, if I didn't, like, seek this person out and be like, hey, by any chance did you send me a book in the mail? I don't know that I would have known, because it wasn't like anybody reached out and said, hey, I, I sent you a book, you know, be yeah. on the lookout for or nothing. So yes. I was like, "Was you? were you ever going to tell me that you, like, <laughs> sent it, or was this, like, a mystery i don't know okay <laughs> anyway. so wait so just so i understand it's a book about how the webster dictionary came into yeah how it was written okay. yeah, how it was written oh, yeah okay is yeah. it interesting it's actually weird but oh. yeah <laughs> Weir- okay. wait 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 weirdly interesting well it's called the madman and the professor so there's a madman in it, <laughs> and who knew a madman helped write the dictionary so think about that yeah, I'm thinking about that. <laughs> Makes you really wonder about all of our language. Wait, wait, which dictionary? The Webster's Dictionary? The Webster, the Webster okay. Dictionary. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Is his first name Noah? Uh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> but anyway, so this is my quote from it. In the 16th century in England, dictionaries mm-hmm. such as we would recognize today simply did not exist. If the language that so inspired Shakespeare had limits, if its words had definable origins, spellings, pronunciations, meanings, then no single book existed that established them, defined them, and set them down. Huh. So it's interesting in the book because they talk a lot about all the great writers that happened during this time period. 
Right. And they were like, but think about it. They did not have a dictionary to okay. look up words. Oh. Which really, if you think about that, how difficult is that? Especially if you're reading um, certain books, you know, like for, especially from philosophical type books, uh, yeah. philosophy. And like... even like they were p- pulling out some of the different things that uh, Shakespeare had written. And he does use words incorrectly oh. and and just strange words in certain places. And it makes you realize he may not have even known what that word meant, but maybe he was betting that nobody else did. So maybe he thought, oh, it sounds good here. Like, how did he decide certain words? Because how do you look them up? There's no, there was no Google to be like, oh, what is the definition of? Or what's a better word for, you know? You know, that's interesting because so, I, I remember reading somewhere where it said that Shakespeare made up his own word. So maybe he yeah. did because no one could look it up. There was, yeah, there was no, there was no, like, defining the english language is it a word is it not a word maybe it became a word because he used it because he used it right if i use it enough times other people will start using it too i don't know (laughs) it was just a weird thought more than like it wasn't one of those quotes that you were like wow it's beautifully written but it just kind of was like really made me think of like wow how hard would it be to write i mean i've only written papers and stuff i've never written an entire book but there's been so many times where i'm like Oh, what's the word for? And you think of the definition, but you can't think of, can't the, think word. of the word. Or you have a word that you're like, that's not the best word there. Wasn't be a better word instead of, you know? And like just moments like that where I've needed words. Yeah, I've always. Th- Is there a reverse dictionary? Because there's always something for everything. Like you know that, like you said, you know the definition, but you I mean, can't think Google of what the word is. For me, that's but... true. <laughs> <laughs> I type in and it gives me a whole word list. And you're like, oh, there we go. That is so true. Yeah, I can't even understand how these people did it back then. But it does give me a lot. Like in my mind, they have a lot more credit now because I'm like, wow, they did it, and they did it with no help. So wow. All right. it was well, interesting. Kudos to the madman who yeah. came up with the dictionary. <laughs> and kudos to your friend for sending that. But it's really interesting. <laughs> so it goes through the whole process of how they came up with word lists and definitions for the dictionary. So hmm. it's really interesting because I've never even taken time to think about it. I've no, because we just use the dictionary. Yeah, like yeah. when was it created? How was it created? Where did these definitions come from? I didn't think of that. So it's actually very interesting. The characters in the story are a little odd. I mean, the one guy is literally a madman, and his story is kind of dark and really scary a little bit. Oh. So, and he had a process in making the dictionary. Yeah, he helped. Oh, well, so, maybe I, his... is it an interesting book? Yes. Does it really make me think that I've never like think about things I've never thought about? Yes. Would I recommend it? I don't know. I haven't gotten to the end, but I would put it out there that the madman's a little mad. And uh, yeah, and he hence, part hence of the story. his name. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. anyway, so I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> Please do. I can't say. I would say I don't know. That may have to go at the. I don't. Know. I'll, I'll wait for your opinion on it at yeah. the end. <laughs> See if it's worth it. Usually, you'll recommend a book, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go get it. I got it. Thank yeah. You. I don't know. This one I might have to hold out a little bit. So what have you been reading? Well, for me, I have been reading. Well, my quote doesn't come from what I've been reading. So I'm not sure. I think I'll, I'm going to tell you what I'm reading first and then I'll tell you my quote. Okay. Okay. So here is, I know this may sound very silly, but I get scared very easily. So 
sometimes I don't read certain types of books, but I was reading a book and it was called <laughs> Agatha Christie and then there were none. Did you ever read that one? No, I haven't read that one yet. Is it that good? That one is good. I finished it in a day and a half. I oh, mean, wow. and only because work interrupted my reading time and I needed yeah. sleep. So <laughs> Yeah. I know sleep really gets to you. It it, <laughs> it takes it, up so much time. Oh my oh, let me tell you about that. But hold on, because that was from another book. But Okay. It it was um, good. Oh, okay. very I'm, suspenseful because I'm already put right, it on the list. Put it on the list, Shanna. You have to read this one. Okay. Um, it was like it was is it good on from, scrib or is it's it on, um, totally okay. on scrib. It's on okay. scrib book and audio, but because I, I listened to the audio from scrib. But oh my goodness, Shanna! From the beginning, it locks you in. Oh. And, it okay. was, but I I got scared at certain points because you know it's like one of those yeah um, it's a it's you know not I'm not gonna give it away but the premise of the story is that these ten people are invited to the island and they're all going to be killed okay <laughs> and hence the title and then they were they were not yeah. <laughs> All right. And so, it's already on my it's on my list of reading now. And so. I, you know what? I never really read books like that because I have a very active imagination. And so you know, it's like yeah. okay, my husband he's good. Poor my husband because we're gonna have to sleep with the light on. So that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not scary. I'm a scaredy cat, so you can't go right. by me. Okay. So it's more very suspenseful. Yeah. You know. And you're just like, what? Oh, I can't. Oh wait. my I goodness! I love that kind of. Reading. Oh my yes. goodness! It was good. It was good. It was good to the very last bitter drop. So, <laughs> so you got to do that one. All right. Okay. So, and they remind me to come back about the sleeping part. Okay. Because that's from another book too. But okay. <laughs> so my quote, my quote actually came from the Bible. And okay. it's not always, you know how it is with the Bible. It never fails. You could read the Bible many times, read a book many times, but sometimes you read it and something, you know, something pops out at you. And yeah. if you read this, yeah. you've read it many and times. You're like, how have I never hey, noticed that? Seems, yeah. yeah. So that happened to me this week to the point that I actually wrote down my thoughts, which I never do. Oh, but wow. this was the verse. This was, it was Luke chapter 23. And it said, um, this is verse eight. And so it said, when Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad for he had long desired to see him because he had heard about him and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priest and the scribe stood by vehemently accusing him. And Herod with all his, so with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. And he and Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day. For before this, they had been at enmity with each other. Hmm. So when I read that, right? Yeah. I wrote, this. These were, I was just scribbling. So I wrote, Yeah. so it said, Herod, Herod, he was glad to see Jesus. I couldn't remember. I didn't know. Was this the same Herod? 
who was killing all the babies when Jesus was a baby? I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm quite like, cause possible I'm... it could still be his same lifetime, but I actually would have to look into that. I don't know. Me too. I, I wasn't sure either because I'm like, because Jesus you know... would have been what, like thirty at this. He's in point. a 30s, so, he's, so he could still be so alive. So Herod, if he was young when Jesus was a baby, could right. still be alive. He could so be like yeah. in his. So I wasn't sure. I have to look that up. Me yeah. too, but it didn't. It didn't have any notes because I was like, is there any notes? And you know, like how we read yeah. the ESV Bible. But I didn't see anything. But anyway, he said he was very glad because he long desired to see him because he heard about him. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, he's heard about him because, you know, Jesus is preaching. He's teaching. Right. He's heal, He's healing. Right. He's raising people from the dead. Right. So he's like, so he's very glad. Yeah. Right. But I was like, glad to hear about Jesus. But, you know, glad because of why? Why is he glad? You know, is it because of of. I said, glad to hear about Jesus because of what he can do, but not for who he is, you know, like, he's because yeah. he said he's well, heard about him. Well, I wonder if it was him. almost like, you know, oh, I want to go see the magic show. Like, oh, yes, that's what I said to amazing. my husband, like the, yeah. yes, like the magician, yeah. or like in Moses' yeah. time when Moses yeah, had can, to exactly. perform. Can you put yeah. on a show for me? Because yes. I want to watch what you can do. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then I wrote, looking for Jesus to do signs before you can really believe. But I don't think he was trying to believe. I think like you said, it was like he was being that magician, like looking for that person who, yeah. oh, show me your trick. Yeah, exactly. But, if, but, you know, maybe if he did, it might be like, you know, like maybe if he showed Jesus, maybe if this guy shows me a, a trick, then maybe mm-hmm. I might believe that he's the Messiah kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like the opposite of faith, you know, seeing before you believe anything. And then, you know, it's he's interesting like, too because the people are accusing Jesus and he does not defend himself. And to Pilate, when you read Pilate's reaction, and I don't I don't remember which book it's in because, you know, the story is in all, all of, the, of books. the gospels, yeah. <laughs> um, so but in one of them it talks about how when they were accusing him, Pilate was like, Why don't you defend yourself? Like he doesn't understand because Pilate has seen so many criminals come through his doors yeah. and be accused of things. And whether they did it or didn't, they'd be like, I'm not guilty, right? I'm not, yeah, I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. I'm They're innocent. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You fight to the bitter end, especially knowing the kind of death you're about to experience. Yeah. There's no way you're going to go down without a fight. And yeah. that was like one thing that Pilate was like, it unsettled him of like, why isn't this guy doing this? Like, this yes. isn't normal. There's something different about Jesus. <laughs> and it's so weird because he was like, uh, in, that, in that same chapter for Luke, he's like, but I found nothing wrong with, you know, I find nothing yep. wrong with him. You know, why yep. are we going to crucify him? Let's just punish him. And I'm like thinking, well, why are we punishing him? Because we just say you didn't find anything wrong with him. But he was right. like, why don't we just punish him? He doesn't deserve, he didn't do anything that's deserving of death. But they, of Well, course, and then in the book, I'm pretty sure it's John. I want to say John. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> um, Pilate's wife comes to him and says, I've had a terrible dream. I Don't do John. this. Release yes. Jesus. Like, this yes. is not going to go well. Yeah. And Pilate ends up being like, you know what? Jesus' death is on your hands because he was willing to release Jesus. He says, oh, will we release Jesus or this, you know, uh, treasonous murderer, Barabbas? And they say, you know, crucify him. And they, you know, they say Jesus or release Barabbas. And then he's like, are you sure you want Barabbas? And they're like, yes, we want Barabbas. And then, you know, they're saying to crucify Jesus. And he says, fine, then the blood is on your hands. I wash my hands of this. Right. Because he was like, one, 
I am kind of concerned because this yeah. guy doesn't act like anyone I've ever met. My yes. wife's having weird dreams about this man. Yes. And like, I'm terrified that whatever's going to happen is going to be now on me, you know? So yes. like, and then it's interesting too, normally during that historical time period when somebody was crucified, they would leave them on the cross for a long time because it was a warning to a others. A warning, yes. But Jesus was immediately taken down. His body didn't stay up. And um, what's the guy's name? Josephus, I think. I don't yeah, know. Somebody. I think of Joseph. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Joseph of Aramaeus. He comes mm-hmm. and he says, you know, let me take the body. And he's like, yeah, take it. Go ahead. Bury it. Yeah. And like part of me wonders, like, was he just like, can you get this Jesus away from me? Take his yes. body, do what you want. Like, I really know want nothing to do with this man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Pilate had some weird fear of Jesus and maybe even some sort of belief of like, maybe he actually is. I don't know. I wonder yeah. if he questioned stuff. Not that I'm saying he, he became saved, but no, right. Because it doesn't tell was, us. But he could have, but it doesn't yeah. tell us. I mean, yeah, we don't know. But. I think there's a lot of questioning going on in that man because it was like a lot of weird things. And even just he didn't follow normal protocol. He did a yeah. lot of things. He said a lot of things that made you wonder what was he thinking and feeling and all of this. But And I, I think know. they recorded that maybe to show that Jesus was the innocent, you know, yeah. like, like even the even the the non-believer, the pagan, you know, could see that he was the innocent where here you have the Jewish who are supposed to know, you know, all the prophets and have all the scripture that's there. And they're accusing him where here, you know, but it's interesting. I I thought it was interesting, even from um, the verse that he, Herod and Pilate became friends after that. Are they like bonding over? Like, what are they bonding over after that? Over Jesus, over the fact of like, oh, look at this guy. But he it didn't even th- defend himself. <laughs> I know. But it, it kind of made me think of like, you know, how Herod was glad to see um, Jesus because he heard all about him. And it makes me think of like the social gospel. You know, it's like people like the Jesus who you pray to so you can, you know, win some money or pay your bills mm-hmm. or get a yeah. new car, you know, yeah. like, oh, he can. Oh, I've heard Jesus can do all these things. So let's, yeah. you know, let's pray. You know, so it's like that. Um let's see Jesus do his magic trick kind of, you know, so Jesus, you like, it misses the, it's that whole, it misses the whole point of what, of who Jesus is. He's not like the genie in the bottle, but you know, so, so I thought about, it made me think about that. And then, you know, maybe you think about like, I thought about that, like even what you were saying with him being the magician, it reminded me of like when Moses was in front of, you know, Pharaoh, and mm-hmm. he's like showing him all these signs, you know, yeah. but even with showing the signs, he still, his heart was still hardened, you know. So and maybe it's interesting the- during Pharaoh's time, he had his magicians saying, oh, my magicians can do these things too. What you're yes. doing is not from God. And, yes. you know, any magician could do this. Yes. But, and then, so it's like, um, you know, I guess they're used to seeing, you know, their magicians. Cause, I mean, yeah. the magicians go back, like you said, to Egypt times. So imagine yeah. in Roman times, I'm sure they had their people oh, too, sure. who did, you know, who did yeah. stuff. So it's like, oh, let's see what this Jesus guy can do, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it reminded me like of, you know, just like looking for signs. Like, I'll believe. It's like, I'll believe you if you show me some signs. But I think even today, because sometimes I say, what if 
God came down just from the, like, what if there was really just something really visible? But even in today, I think that wouldn't make a difference because someone would say, oh, it was Photoshopped or it was, you know, you know, people would come up with all sorts of excuses as to why. Well, and you see during that time, because they had Jesus physically there. Yes, they did. And what were the scribes and the leaders doing? It reminded me of today with the whole fake news, fake news, yes, right? Yes, It was, they did the same thing. It was like, let's cover up the story of Jesus. Don't make it, you know, even when, you know, they had guards guarding his tomb because they're like, we don't want this to be. And then Jesus rises from the dead. Other people rise from the dead and walk yeah. around. And they are just like, tell nobody. This does yeah. not get out. Shut yes, it down. Right? Yes. Instead even- of fearing. Fearing because this man actually rose from the dead. Fearing because other people rose from the dead and were yes, walking like around. Yes. All of that happened. Instead of being like, whoa, this really right. was the son of God. They go straight to fake news. Nope. <laughs> Cover it up. Let's. What's the cover story? How do we, yeah. you know, distract, disguise it? Like, what do we need it's to do? Who do we so need to pay? True. Like, it's like It's like you can see it. That's where their mindset went. It was like, we don't want him to be real. So let's make no. him not real. Instead of yeah. being like, wow, this is actually true. They didn't want to believe. They could have believed no. because they had everything to believe. And yes. they were like, we are not going to believe this because we don't want to. We don't, we don't want, want to. anyone else to. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, I think it was in the book of John, it, it which I never noticed before either. Um where it said they wanted to even kill Lazarus because because of Lazarus being risen from the dead, that there were many Jews now turning towards following oh, Jesus. Wow. That was in the book. Yeah. That was the only. I it came to my attention. Say, um, it's Lent season, so my church has um, services on Wednesday. So just before oh, okay. this. That was one of the things that we read today was John yeah. chapter 12. And I was like, oh, I never, I was like, oh, I wonder did they get, it doesn't tell yeah. you if they did actually kill Lazarus, but they, it said they were planning to kill Lazarus because of him being But risen. I feel like Jesus can only have two reactions. You either don't want anything to do with him. You deny him because he makes you uncomfortable because right. Jesus is truth. He says, I am the truth. Right. Right. And truth. And- and, and, if truth and, if there's dark, and if there's darkness right. in you, darkness gonna doesn't want to see light the light. It's going to shine a light on that. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And so it's like cover it up, hide it, pretend it's not real, deny it, do what you yes. need to. Or there's the other side of that, of like the rejoicing and the yeah. joy and all of that because it's like finally there's truth in all this darkness. Finally yeah. there's that light that I needed to get yes. through all this darkness. Like, yes. And he's like, oh, now it makes sense. You know, yeah. now this makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you see it the entire time Jesus is going, people are either drawn to him or they are trying to destroy him, which is actually yeah. one of the words they use. They sought to destroy him, which I was like, yeah. that is a strong word. Yeah. Like that's and not he... like, oh, you know, remove him or hide yeah. him. Destroy, <laughs> destroy is completely him. Or... get rid of like, like, and and yeah. kill him some point yeah. to say as you know they, yeah. and they decide to kill him so yeah it's a yeah i think you're absolutely right i think people do that's it's one of those two reactions because yeah. and i think if it's not one it's you there's no in between it's either the one i think there's there's yeah. you know for even the ones who say oh i'm not sure you're already kind of answering in a sense, you know, that yeah. you don't want to know because he right. makes it you very You don't want to make him real to you. You're, you're yes. denying him because you're if you're not going to accept that he is Jesus, 
son of yeah. God, then you're denying him. So. And accept exactly, and and accepting what you see around you, what you know, yeah. the things that are visible to you that he makes, even if you've never heard of him, you yeah. know that the things that he makes visible. But now you have heard of him, yeah. and you know those things that are visible to you without even having heard of him before that you would turn to him but you know to deny him is is something but that that we see here that they were like let's get rid of i had a moment tonight that just like made me so happy i was doing the devotions with the boys and we were talking about uh we read the story about when jesus comes the water and his disciples were afraid and we were just it was all about like what do you do when you're fearful and you know how jesus is there for you and all of that and so we're talking about jesus and judah comes up to me and he says to me you know he's three so he says to me he's like jesus is god and i was like yeah. yes baby yes, he is. <laughs> that is true jesus is god you are yes. correct I don't know if he knows what he's saying or what that means, but I'm like, you have truth. You have, yes. (laughs) Some people, a lot older than you, a lot wiser, don't have that truth. So the fact that you can say it, I was like, that is right. It's like, good job, baby. (laughs) Yep. And don't forget it. I love that. I love that. Yeah, every once in a while, it's like they give me some encouragement. That's like the pure, the pureness (laughs) in the heart, right? Like they can see there's no barriers for them at three. You know, that childlike faith that God talks about, and you're just like, oh, I get to see it. Like, yeah, it's one thing to read it. You know, he says you must become like a child, but then like when you're with your kids and they just say truth so easily and like so like this is real, you're like. Wow, why can't it's we so all true. be like that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Because, yeah, why can't we? Because I look sometimes and I see, I give so much credit to, you know, the apologists that are out there that are, you know, on YouTube and just, you know, trying to combat some of the, you know, the untruths that are out there. And I'm like, it, it's, I hope, I pray for them because I hope that they don't turn bitter because I could see after a while you just, I would just be like, man, just can't you see? Like it's there, it's plain, you know? And they come up with so many different arguments that are, you know, untrue and, you know, just illogical sometimes, but sometimes just plain untrue because you don't know the Bible or you don't, or sometimes things are not even the Bible. It's just, you know what you see science you know but you know they it's the bible is accused of 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 you know of that but anyway it's nice to see the innocence of a child who's just like yes jesus is god yeah (laughs) there's no but but what if and who yeah (laughs) that's so yeah i love and he's not asking for proof he's like no he's not saying mommy prove this to me he's just looking (laughs) me dead in the eye and he just tells me so i'm like all right i'm gonna hold on to that for as long as i can because i know we're gonna hit an age where there's gonna be like a little more pushback yes of course of course (laughs) so we'll we'll savor this moment exactly (laughs) there's this book i'm reading so you know me Ten thousand books at one time i think i told you about this one rich wounds did I mention that last week? That doesn't sound familiar. That's a good, um, it's a good book. It actually was, I found out about it through listening to John Piper. He's from the desiringorg.com and pastorjohn.com podcast, okay. but he had recommended this book. And actually I'm really enjoying it for, it's a, it's a Lent devotion, but it's just talking right now. Each chapter is about 
Jesus's life. And one of the things that was talking about was sleep, you know, how he slept. And mm-hmm. that was such a good, it's such a good chapter because of course I'm like in a, in a, in a season right now where I'm overwhelmed with a lot of work and it's just like, I've been putting sleep off, but yeah. not that putting it off, but you know, I've been going to bed late and I'm tired. And one of the things this chapter was talking about was how Jesus slept. And he was just saying like sleeping is an act of faith, you know, like each time we go to sleep, you know, it's an, it's an act of faith because, you know, you don't know if you're going to wake up in the morning or, yeah. you know, you know, you don't, we take it for granted, but you know, we sleep. And he said, Jesus slept, you know, there's many, there are instances, you know, where it talks about it in the Bible, Isn't there where a Jesus Psalm, slept. which I could be wrong, but it says, you know, he gives his loved ones sleep or something like that. Absolutely. And that was one of the ones that, and that used oh, okay. to be, let me tell you, that used to be a, a Psalm that I had on my wall but i need to put it back on there it's psalm 127 verse 2 and it says it's in vain that you rise up early and go to and go late to rest eating the bread of anxious toil for he gives rest for he gives to his beloved sleep and i was like yeah. that's me yeah. i'm a beloved i need to sleep yeah. yeah so actually the last couple of well last night i went to bed i didn't sleep deeply but i did go to bed a, well, I tried to go to bed early, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> I did go up to the room. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep I, I right think, away. <laughs> I think my problem, like, I don't, you know, have a job outside the home. But there are nights when, like, finally everyone's in bed and I have a moment to myself. And I just want to savor it. And I'm just like, if I go to sleep, I have to do it all again tomorrow. I don't want to go to sleep because I don't want to start a new day. It's so true. And like my kids get up at the crack of dawn. So it's not like, oh, wake up and like, no, I wake up with them. So it's like I wake, my eyes open and it begins. (laughs) I know. That's why we should be like rejoicing to go to sleep, you know? know. And you know what was interesting? Because in that chapter, it was talking about, do you remember when the same story that you were talking about with the boys, how, you know, there's like a storm going on and Jesus is in the back of the boat, just sleeping. Sleeping. He's like, he's sleeping. So we see, you know, that he's actually actually sleep he actually in human form he sleeps you yep. know and but what was interesting is that he says he says a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on the cushion this is in mark chapter 4 verse 37 to 38 and it says waves are breaking into the boat right and not only is this a testimony to how tired he must have been but also how trusting, what serenity of soul, what rest in his father that he slept in the storm. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to sleep in the storm. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like there's a storm and Jesus is like I definitely, I definitely struggle. Whenever there's anything going on in my life, my sleep gets extremely disturbed. And I will dream about the stuff I need to accomplish or I will dream about I don't know, a difficult conversation I've had, like it will replay in my dreams. Oh, really? And See, so that I will, happen. I will wake up from it. I am like stressed out from it. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I struggle to fall asleep because of it. And then I struggle to stay asleep because of it. So like my first thing to go is sleep, is but sleep. I do have to, I do have to practice more prayer. And I was talking with the boys cause I don't know. Roman keeps telling me he's having bad dreams at night and I don't, I don't really know because he's three. So I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But 
I have been practicing because when Ezekiel was little, he would have night terrors, like really bad. It was extreme where he was, he literally would fight going to sleep and he would scream and flip out because he was terrified to go to sleep. Oh. And, uh, I started praying over him in his room for protection, you know, that God yeah. would protect him and keep any evil spirits or whatever was disturbing him out of yes. his room. Yeah. And he started sleeping once again, okay. like after praying that, and I had to do it for a while. Yeah. And, uh, so now Roman's been telling me he's been having nightmares. So I've been practicing praying with him at night because he's a little bit older than Ezekiel was. So I pray with him yep. just so that he feels the comfort of the words. And like, you know, and I tell him, you know, anything you pray to God in earnest and believe that he can do, he can do it. You know, and yes. we know that he can protect you in your sleep and give you good dreams. So um, we've been doing I, that, but I need to do that for myself. I, think, I was about to say, you know, not for nothing. I still do that. I still pray every, I still pray and say, you know, please help that I have no bad dreams. Cause yeah. I, I still, I pray and yeah. I won't say, I won't say how old I am, but <laughs> <laughs> as old as I am, I yeah. still say Sometimes that prayer. I think about like my kids and then I'm like, what about yourself? Like you need it too. So absolutely. I sometimes I forget. <laughs> no, but you know, what's interesting. I will pray that. And I don't know. I will, I will not have a bad dream. Yeah, you know, there's something about that peace um, that he gives us that like yeah. settles our spirit. Yeah, yeah, but I do pray it though. So especially, uh, and you know, I prayed it when I read the um, and then there were none. You know, I did because I did turn out the lights, I did save my husband from the torture of sleeping with the light <laughs> on. So it's like, all right, I definitely have to remember and say, please, no bad dreams tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I did not, I did not. That's good. That's good. I was so excited I, when I woke up. I told my daughter, I was like, hey, I didn't have to sleep with the light on. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of yourself. <laughs> but anyway, that. <clears throat> That book, if you ever wanted to read it and add 10,000 books to your list, um, it's been really interesting because it just, it's talking about Jesus's life. So like the first chapter is his life, his purpose, how he worked, how he slept, how he wept. Oh, I love that I chapter guess. where he's talking about how I Jesus I should do wept. a Lent book for myself. I'm doing the Wonder of Easter with the boys and I'm really loving it, which I, I find I don't always love Christian books or books that yeah. do a take on something sometimes yes. i'm really upset with them so i was actually really excited that i loved it and we're going through you know jesus's walk right before he dies so yes. but it has questions which i like to get the children more engaged so i read the portion of the scripture that has to do with it but then it's and it has it gauges it from ages three to teenager which is huh. what i have yes. so it's nice. I ask a question and like the three and four year olds, which are the twins and Titus, have a simple question that is just something very straightforward from the Bible. You know, what did yeah. Jesus ride on when he came into Jerusalem? You know, yes. and yeah. then so they, they can like, answer a donkey, that. you know, yeah. so something very simple and basic, but they have to listen and answer. 
Yep. And then, you know, Ezekiel's the next stage up, and it'll ask a little bit more complicated. And yep. then Joan and it will ask a much deeper question, too. So yeah. it's really, it's, it's really so you good are doing it. You are I, doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not doing one for myself. Like, yes, I should yeah. have done. I think I'm, like, always, like, okay, what are we doing as a family? So, like, that's our morning devotion is yeah. that. But, uh, but, yeah, I wish I had looked into something. I Like I said, I feel like sometimes I forget. I put myself on the back burner. I'm like, okay, this is no. what I need to do right now. <laughs> well, if, if but, you can add one more book, I think it's definitely worth it. I would definitely recommend it. And, I, and I'm with you sometimes in reading some books. Um, and even some of the devotions, uh, yeah, that they, yeah. they, it gets to a point where it's more the person's opinion than actually yeah. what scripture is saying. And it's like, no, no. Um, so, so sometimes I, with that, I was, um, I like last year, I was like, I didn't do any of the, uh, any of the, like I have the U app and there's a lot of devotions on the U app and I found myself not doing a lot of them. I actually stopped for a while because I found I'm reading a paragraph written by this person and then a very small scripture. Yes. And I'm like, so I'm reading more of your writing than the Bible. Exactly. So I use so. it. I do use it for like reading. So but like right I have now. found some really fantastic ones. So I think you kind of just got to skim through them. Like there's some really great ones. I've done ones that I'm like, wow, that was fantastic. So I don't know. It's hit and miss. Well, I guess, yeah, because the one I'm doing right now is just straight Luke and Acts, you know, so it's no one's, if there is a commentary, it's just telling you a summary of what you're about to read, but it's not like the person's opinion, but it's, you know, it's just a guided date, a guided each day, you know, you're, you're breaking up Luke and Acts. So that's the one I'm doing right now. But I, yeah, I did find that sometimes you're right, where it's just like one little scripture and then the person is telling you something about the scripture but yeah. not necessarily what the scripture meant you know yeah, like it's they're applying taking it, it to, to fit it into what they wanted to talk about right it feels like yes yes and so it's and it's like okay that one okay so that's why i don't but this one is yeah. not that rich wound is not that he okay. keeps it he keeps it very much um in line with scripture and he's just kind of this for right now anyway because i'm at did the you part find where, it you've where did you find that? Do you have it on? Uh... It's on the Kindle, so I have it on the on Kindle, Kindle. But I didn't, okay. I didn't check to see if it's on Scrib. Okay. Um, I, I just, might just went and bought the it. Book then I yeah. do, I do like to have some physical books and some audio books, and I go back and forth with that. Um, so. Oh, meaning? Oh, so that's... you might actually order the physical? Yeah, I might just physical, get the physical yeah. book. Yeah, if I, I would... can't. I would highly recommend it so far, but because it just makes me, it's reminding me of who Jesus is like Jesus, you know, um, because, you know, we have God, the father, God, the son, like Jesus in human form, you know, like he, he under, even though he was still God, he understood, he understands, not understood. He understands because he too and he came fully in human God form, and fully man. Exactly, which just seems impossible so, to comprehend. I but know, yes. but yes, that's exactly fully God, fully man, and it's like yep. fully man. He slept, he cried, he. But you know, yep. it it. But he. But it showed you in the context of you know who he is. And the thing um, is, the funny thing is, we know that Jesus didn't need to do any of that. No. But I think he did it because he wanted to show us, look, I am relatable to you. Look, I yeah. do understand you. Because I think 
God, we think, wow, that's so distant. You can't understand the simple human mind, you know? Yes. So Jesus gives us that little piece of like, okay, you did it. You you walked it, you know? I don't yes, know. I yes. think sometimes we just need that to feel connected, to feel understood. Yeah, to have a God, like who I... I don't know all the religions in the world, but I wonder yeah. if there is any other religion where the God is so personal, like God, yeah. you know, that the yeah. God is, God has become man, left his throne to become man, you yeah. know, to die on the cross for, I was, you know, I was thinking about that too, I was reading this and I'm like, you know what, Jesus, even before I was born, he died on the cross for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for all of us, but me too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't yeah. even born yet, but he did that for me, you know? So anyway, I am grateful for, for a heart that's open. And I pray that each, each day too, to just, you know, I, I keep my heart open to you. I never want to be that person that's, you know, oh, I've read, oh, I've read the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. know? no, you have to keep the, you can read yeah. the Bible for your whole life, you know, it's not like, yeah, oh, I've read the Bible a, and that's we're it. We're in a different season and a different mood and a different understanding. And there's yeah. been so many things, even in recent times where I'm like, oh, that's in the Bible. Like you yeah. read the entire Bible. I know I have. I mean, since yes. I was young, I've done the reading through the Bible. So I know I've had to have read it, but then it's like, yeah. oh, that's in there. Yes, <laughs> Where exactly. Was that? You know, so, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's been nice, but um, rich wounds is is if you're if you yeah. want that one. All right, so we have been <laughs> talking <laughs> about the Bible. I guess this is a good time to we we were talking that we wanted to uh discuss Leah's life because she's one of our favorite uh favorite women in the bible so yeah we don't get a lot of women in the bible so yes or at least ones that have names (laughs) so yeah it was nice to to just kind of we wanted to do a what is it a close-up of Leah yeah because um she's one of your favorites right yeah actually I had I had decided to name my son Judah based off of her story she names her fourth son judah so i named my fourth son judah and i just thought her reasoning for naming him judah was so beautiful and you know she she struggles so hard with you know her husband because of their beginnings her husband was in love with her sister and you feel like she shouldn't have even have been part of it but apparently during that culture the older sister has to marry first, which actually kind of reminded me a little bit of like the Jane Austen era where it was like they had to marry in age order and all of that, which was so Yeah, remember when she was like, um, when, uh, was it Lizzie went to, I can't remember the lady's house and she was like, She's like all Catherine of you. Have all- yeah. yeah. She's like all of you are out at the same time. <laughs> yeah. The youngest before the oldest, <laughs> oldest is <yeah>. married. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I, I wondered why didn't Joseph know that? Jacob know that? Like, shouldn't he have known that? Yeah, that you can't have the younger one. I don't know. Was his right? was he being raised differently? They were they were supposed to be from the same family, so yeah. You would think he would have known. No, you can't have her. Or he and 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 honest, there obviously must have been some kind of like, um, uh, what's the word like, trust in Laban that he was an honest person too. Like even if you know the custom, you're like, okay, I'm well, gonna marry. Well, his La- mother did tell him 
you know, I'm sure that's where she's from. And so this is family. This is his uncle. So yeah. I'm sure. And he loved his mother. And this is his yeah. mother's brother. So they must have been some like, oh, this is my family, you know? Yeah, maybe. But, but the thing is, too, he tells him, like, I'm willing to work for her. And he doesn't say, no, you can't because of her sister. Like, he doesn't tell him no. No, he's just he very just. I mean, I mean, and he had seven years yeah to, to make him. that click yeah like hey by the way you it's know, not gonna be rachel yeah you gotta marry leah first so nope he did not because he was tricking him which i thought was actually kind of fitting because all the trickery that jacob just did to his brother that's very and true. and then it's like oh the trickster got tricked you know it's like tricked. he's been pulling all these things and then it's like turned yeah. around and it was like now you're uh, the one getting tricked that's so, so i kind of felt like god got a little even with him there but anyway <laughs> <laughs> but is it, but you feel bad for leah because yeah, you know. leah's such a pawn in the whole game so that, you know I, that's the right word the wedding was. happens and i don't know i guess you were very Big dark, veil. thick veil, and the room know. is pitch black. Well, I guess I could see it being pitch black because I guess yeah, they street didn't lights. have you know yeah. lights. So yeah. okay, but like anyway, so he doesn't even know till the morning. Like, oh wait a minute, this. Is but Leah is also complicit in it, unless she just didn't have a choice. You know, like she didn't say who she was. Well, the Bible doesn't indicate that she said who right, she was anything. until until that night. You know? Yeah. And, but the thing is, too, she doesn't know this man, probably. And yeah. she's probably a little fearful. Like, he didn't want me. He didn't pick me. I don't know. What a weird situation to be I in. I know. I thought, like... I don't I'm, want to assume her thoughts and feelings, but I just can't yeah. even imagine being in that position where you're being forced to marry a man you know who does not want to marry you. Yes. And it's secret. It's a secret. She knows that her father has not said anything to this man. Like, it's been Yeah, I wonder, because the Bible doesn't tell us, like, was she, did she know that she was, like, during the seven, because we're talking about seven years, you know? Like I kind of feel like <laughs> Jacob and Rachel were probably, like, writing each other love notes and making faces at each other. Like, I feel like there was something. You think for seven I've years he was that close to her and he didn't look in her direction constantly? I'm Ooh, sure Rachel, every oh, time, yeah. every Absolutely. time he could catch a glance, he was probably staring her down. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be my wife. I'm sure. I am <laughs> so I sure. think Leah had to know, like, oh, he's obsessed. I, I feel like if you're willing to work seven years for this woman, like, that's an obsession. <laughs> and we see later on too that there's that rivalry between Rachel and Leah. So, um, I mean, maybe... thankfully Laban does immediately give him Rachel. Yeah. Like he's like, here, you can have her, but you do have to work another seven years. So he doesn't have to wait another seven years. He gives oh, Rachel. I missed that. He Yeah, he gives her Rachel and then says, but you owe me seven years. Oh, I thought he had to work. Wait, I never caught that. I thought he had to work another seven years and then get Rachel. No, he gives them to her, but he's like, you owe me seven years for her now. Which really seems unfair. Why he had to work seven years for Leo. Like, why seven years, but seven years for both of them. Yeah. Um, I didn't like but, Leo, yeah. but anyway. No. Um, so no, was, and it's funny because as Rebecca's brother, he seemed really great. Like, if we remember from that story, he was just like, I don't know. I felt like he was like, are you sure you want to marry this guy? You don't have to. You right. don't have to go right away. Like, I felt like he was like a kind, protective brother. And then he yeah. has daughters and he treats them like. I'm thinking like he was what. probably like, are you sure? Because now I'm going to lose an extra person helping her out around the house. <laughs> but they were willing to. <laughs> 
give him money and stuff. They paid yeah. for her. So, That's like, true. and this guy obviously likes money. So Money, yes. But, you know, the first time we, uh, I was looking and I was making some notes, not a lot of notes, but I was just kind of looking for all the instances where we see Leah's name in the Bible, right? So the first thing that we first thing that we learn about her in Genesis 29:16 is that she's the older sister, right? Cuz it mm-hmm. says it says now Laban had two daughters, the name of the older was Leah, right? And the name of the younger. So we learned that she's the older. And then the next thing we get is Leah's eyes were weak, right? Yeah. But Rachel, but Mm-hmm. Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance, right? Yeah. So we learn about um, Leah's weakness up front. Um, I, it says another word for weak is soft. I don't know, like if like what it meant, like what like if her eyes were weak, like she had maybe bad eyesight or maybe yeah. eyesight. I don't or, know. Yeah, exactly. Was it like a wandering eye? A wandering no, eye. Was... Yeah. So anyway, I guess that took away from. And it doesn't mention anything else about her looks. I'm assuming she's plain because it makes it very clear that Rachel's beautiful. Yeah, almost like it says but as in like the opposite of. You yes, know, like, and yes, then yes. So you and kind then of get Rachel. the feeling of like, oh, Leah is the opposite of that. Yeah. And I don't know how close in age these sisters are. But yeah, it doesn't tell us. I'm assuming their whole life it must have been difficult to know that you're not the pretty one. You yeah. know, to know that know. you're the plain. Yep. And you sister. have to. And I guess for Rachel, if the, if if the older one has to be married before she can get married, she was probably discouraged, thinking, "Well, wait, yeah. Leah's never getting married, you know." Yeah, I, so I'm or, never gonna get married. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't so, say that, but I'm assuming if that's the order, then you're thinking, right, like, "Well, who's gonna marry probably. my? Who's gonna marry her?" So we yeah. see that she's the older sister. Her eyes are weak, and then we then the next thing we talk we hear is that she's given to marriage to Jacob. And right. I think she, I under I would, false pretenses. Yeah. But I think she she was probably figuring like, oh, maybe this is a chance for me to have a husband who loves, you know, who can love yeah. me. Right? No, I'm sure she was hoping because nobody, yeah. I guess, at this point had shown interest because I'm sure Laban would have been like, yeah, marry her, you know. Yeah. So yeah. there mustn't have been anybody interested in her. Nobody had, you know, asked her to be her to be his wife. And so. But- I, I guess, guess you could say like, Laban was honorable, you know, in, yeah. in allowing that she, if if you want to use the word honorable, yeah. to allow Lightly, her to be, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, for her to be, you know, yeah. for him to give her in marriage. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that had to be like, there's probably some hope. I think she had hope. Yeah. Well, we, but then, and then, yeah, go ahead. But then... Now she's once again she's still competing with her sister because yeah. it things haven't really changed. She's married but to a husband that never wanted her, never loved no. her, but wanted and loved her sister. And so he he does keep his job as a husband to her. Yeah. And I don't really know what the arrangements were. There is one point where they mention like, oh, I get you for a, another night because I traded yeah. some mandrakes. Some mandrakes. So yeah. I don't know if it was like every other week, every other day, you stay in his tent he st- or he stays in my tent. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they definitely had like a schedule, which makes you really wonder. Like, 
Was Jacob running his household? It was like, hey, I traded for a, a piece of fruit, so you're in my tent tonight. Like, and he's just like, oh, okay. Like, I find that whole thing bizarre. Like, he wasn't like, I know, oh, we're, okay. We're like looking at it through modern eyes, and it's just like, I wonder how they looked at it, and maybe it was just normal, you know? Like, I don't okay. know. It's a little calendar outside. But and... I don't think he had a happy household. It kind of reminded me of David. have a happy David. household. If you remember, David sinned and God said, now there will be strife in your house. And I kind of saw that here with Jacob. I mean, he had these two women whom he was trying to keep happy. Like, let's give the guy that credit. He was doing his job as a husband, trying to keep them happy. He obviously loves Rebecca more, but he's doing his best here. And they are miserable. They're making his life difficult. I mean, Rachel is like flipping out on him. Like, you need to give me a son now. I'd rather be dead at this point. And he's just like, well. Am I in the place of God? Yeah. And he's just like, well, I gave you. Your sister had no problem. So it's not me. You know, like, I'm sure that's what he's thinking. But But the thing is, too, when Rebecca was barren. Yep. Her husband, um, Isaac, mm-hmm. went to God yep. and prayed about it because mm-hmm. he was the man and he was like, you know, whatever he said. And yep. then she she conceived twins. Twins. But Jacob, instead of being the man, which once again, I felt like he was not really ruling his house the way he should. He's like, you take it up with God. You know, yeah. instead of being like, let me go to God because this is her heart's desire and pray on our behalf that, you know, he would give us a child. He tells her to take it up with God, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And when you think about it, he had already by that, by the time Rachel had said that Leah had already had four kids, four boys. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, probably in Jacob's eyes, well, I have kids, you know, it's not like yeah. he's, he's not lacking right. children. Right. His, his honor is his honor is there as a you know as he a says father. he says to Rachel aren't I better to you than ten sons or something like, like that and she's like conceited. no nope. yeah no you're not I'd rather have ten <laughs> sons sorry because you're so not like, the one like out here a, where all the women are looking at you yeah. like how come you haven't had any children you know like so no one's looking at him <laughs> she was the love of his life and they were in love with each other it just didn't it still wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And she couldn't find happiness and contentment in that. She was very unhappy. And um, and Leah, who I think would have been happy to just been loved, probably, yeah. you know, but God and she names her kids and she says, you know, because God saw me in my misery and he gave me this child. Like she was miserable and yeah. so unhappy. And God gives her a son and I- she does find so much joy in yeah. her boys. And it's like. I don't know. It's if, and and that's what I loved about her story was that you know it wasn't what she pictured, it wasn't what she wanted, mm-hmm. but she found so much joy in it. I know. You know, my favorite part in Leah's story is when it's like the actual verse that says, "When the Lord saw that Leah was hated." Like, you know, like yeah. he's looking, you know, when it's like, yeah, it's like he's in the little itty bitty details. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sometimes you think he's not, but look, you see here that he is because it's like when the Lord saw that Leah was was watching her individually, he opened her womb. But but then it went. But Rachel was barren. Now I don't know what we're supposed to interpret because it said but Rachel was barren. Yeah. Um. And Leah conceived. That's when she had Reuben, right? Mm -hmm. And then. 
And then she, and then the sad thing is when she was like, oh, now my husband will love me, right? Yeah. And the thing and is, then, she doesn't give up hope because she does the same thing with the second one. Yeah. Oh, now I've borne him two sons. He will definitely love me. And you then know? it again, then, because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. So here again, yeah. we yeah. see. And then she calls him since she has Simeon. And then she again conceives and she has Levi. And then, and then in between that, she's like, now this time my husband will be attached to me. You know, like again, yeah. she's still... She's yeah, like the she unwanted. Thinks, oh. She thinks that this is going to be it. But then she has her fourth and she yeah. decides I am, you know, this. she realizes my husband is never going to love me, yeah. but God has been so good to me. Yeah. And like her joy is in that. Yeah. And one of the things that happened for me was, you know, we had three boys. Yeah. And so when I found out I was pregnant with twins, I was like, okay. One of them's got to be a girl, right? Like, there's two in there. Like, yeah. I have a better chance. My odds are higher than they've ever been before. I don't know if that's actually accurate. Yeah. I'm not great with statistics. But in my mind, I was like, yes, this is going to happen. But um, then we found out they were identical twin boys. And for a minute there, I was mm-hmm. a little disappointed. Because mm-hmm. I was like, my dream of having a girl or ever having a girl was done like right. this is it i can't imagine having more kids than this yeah so my you know ha- like having a girl and doing all the girl things and having a mother-daughter relationship like all of that i had to close that door yeah. and it wasn't that i wasn't thankful for the lives that i was being given but yeah. there was dreams and ideas that had to go away and that yeah. hurts no matter yeah. what yeah. even though I mean, who told me to create them, but it happens. (laughs) And so naming Judah, Judah is just like, I'm just so joyful that God has given me these sons. I'm like, I can rejoice in that. And he's been so good to me. He has seen me and he's been so good to me. And so there is joy in that. And so even though I'm officially a boy mom. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. um, Yeah. Like, you know, and now I look at it and just think, life could never be any other way you know, know it's like right? even like thinking that yeah yeah you know <laughs> so it's like I definitely don't hold any resentment and I did I was able to let that go I think fairly quickly yeah. um that it was going to be two boys <laughs> so, two more boys but I just I felt like I had kind of that not to that extent because I didn't have yeah. a husband who hated me and I wasn't I didn't have a rival sister wife no, so not to the same extent no, no. but uh <laughs> But I just felt like I had a Leah moment of just like <laughs> accepting what God has given me in love yeah. and gratefulness. So. Yes, because she said, this time I will praise the Lord. And therefore she named him Judah, which sounds like the Hebrew word for praise. So I was like, okay. then it yeah. said, then she, but you know, and then I, I totally, I hadn't read this story, Leah's story in a while. Because um, it, then it said, then she ceased bearing. So I was like, oh, Leah had four well, you had three boys, but then later on she had more. Remember what after the mandrake, and you know, she you know, Rachel switched up um her night for Leah. No, That's I think Judah, she... right? Judah's her last child. Oh, Judah, Judah, sorry. So she had four, yeah, right? right? And then Judah's her last child, but then they do the whole crazy thing with the maid, which once again, I'm like, what was Jacob doing? Like, that whole scene is interesting. So Rachel cannot bear any children. And she says, well, fine, then I will bear them through my handmaid, whatever her name was. Right. And 
So she conceives and has a child, a boy. Yeah. And then she conceives again, her handmaid, and and it's another boy. Well, then Leah, I guess, gets jealous of the fact and says, oh, well, then here's my maid, you know, and pregnate her. And then she will give me more children. No, so now he's she just. Did. Yes. She, no, yes. I know that part. But no, Leah had more. Did she? She did. I didn't know that either. In, in, in. Yeah, because in, unless I'm reading it right, wrong, it says in Genesis 30, it says, and Leah conceived again and she bore um, that night that she went in with him with the mandrakes. With the mandrakes. Um, she laid with him that night and God listened to Leah and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. That's who that was. Her fifth son. Issachar. Oh. And then she, and then after that, she had Zebular, and then she had yeah. Dinah. Dinah was hers too. She had the girl. Oh. She had. Okay. So there's, there's still hope for a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else? You we'll know, talk about that seven online. Seven children. <laughs> but she's she's the one who had. Um, she had Z, she had um Dina. Dina was hers. So she okay. actually bore him six. I'm only reason why I know is because I was reading it. Uh, oh, okay. I read it over I was again thinking, tonight. Okay. She, so I was the thinking, other like, her, she her does give her maid. Yes. Okay. He, I'm like, yes. but they were a whole thing with their battles no, with the no, maids. No. And I was like, so, that whole thing got real weird. Because it said in verse nine, this is Genesis 30, verse nine. It says, when Leah saw that she had ceased bearing children, she took her servant Zilpha and gave him... <laughs> I mean, Jacob is just uh, to be a man back then, and to gave gave her to Jacob as a wife. But like, what she, was she thinking? Like, was he excited about this? Was he just like, I'm doing it to keep my wife like, happy? Like, I know, like well, I was I, even I, looking at her, but okay. Yeah. But she had um, <laughs> Leah's servant had Gad. Um, she bore him yeah. Gad, and she bore him Asher. Okay. For, yeah. So, um, yeah. Zilpa. So she did have two, but then least. But Lee, you see, like Leah did have more, so she actually had six sons and a daughter. And the thing is, I wonder if that's why God decided to give Rachel children, because Leah got down and got petty with her sister. Instead of uh-huh. ending on that good note of Judah and just being like, "Praise God for what He's given me," she stoops down to her level and starts playing the same games of, mm. you know. Oh, here's my maid. I'm going to have more children than you. And just, it was yeah. so much where she was like, this is all I have is my kid. So I'm going to outdo you. Yeah. And, and Rachel's, you know, I mean, she's terrible. She gives the maid and he has two children. And she's like, there, now he'll love me, you know? And yeah. I mean, it was terrible how they both acted. But it was like, if Leah had stayed on the high road, maybe God wouldn't have blessed her sister. But she stooped down to her sister's level. And then the other interesting thing I find is that uh, Rachel says, you know, if if I don't have any children, I'd be or I might as well be dead or I should I should yeah. die or something. Yeah. And then she dies in childbirth. Oh, and it was yeah. like it's almost like she cursed herself, you oh, know, like... instead of having the right attitude, going to God, doing what she she's like. She said such a horrible thing. I mean, to say that is pretty extreme. And then she's taken in childbirth. She dies having Benjamin. It's only, just interesting. Only thing I can think of is, because again, we're we're looking at it through modern eyes, right? Yeah. No, but I mean like, definitely. Yeah, meaning like she, I guess, if we lived in a time, you know, where the woman's honor, 
you like you're only counted as a a woman if you have children you know what i mean like you're you're looked down upon you're laughed at when you don't have any children so i can't imagine that that's easy either and you're supposed to be the beautiful sister you know but you're the one that's barren so that's even worse you know it's like like i have these great looks but what does it matter because my my sister who's plain is giving my husband all these kids and i can't even you know like give yeah so i think for her i could see i don't know that i would say that but i but i but i because i'm looking at it in modern eyes you know right. like now it's just like yeah you know now it's yeah. but back then i mean even up until you know, even all throughout, actually, the, like the Old Testament, that was still a practice. Like if you didn't have, you know, the barren woman was just looked down upon. It's funny because, so. so, you know, we had talked about discussing Leah. And I think that's why it reminded me of Miriam from A Thousand Splendid Sons because that's, yeah, it was their culture was similar to like biblical culture. Yeah. Miriam, which Leah could have children. Miriam couldn't have children. But. They had multiple wives, and Miriam was the ugly outcast yep. wife that nobody wanted. Yeah, you know, and she was and, an illegit- illegitimate, you know. Yeah, on top also, of that, so it was there. just like she was that hated, unwanted wife, and that would and never change. Like you know that no. like that was your status, you know? exactly. Yeah. And he has this other woman who's beautiful and young and vibrant, and yep. he loves her and makes it well known. And these two are and she has to lots of together. children for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of just reminded me of that story, and even just like they're both their sense of like feeling unworthy of love, of just yeah. like you know, will my husband you know care about me? And, and, you know, understanding, having to come to terms with that will never happen. Um, and even and also when... even just like their standards, like I felt like Miriam had these high morals, like she was, you know, she was a Muslim, so obviously not the same, but yeah. she was very into doing her prayers and saying her prayers. And yeah. you see Leah, who has this close connection with God, where God sees her, God hears her. So, yeah. you know, she's crying out to God. If he's hearing yeah. her and listening to her, this is Leah crying out to God, like, God, see me, hear me, please give yeah. me a child so that my husband will love me. And yeah. God answers her. Um, and you see Miriam very dedicated to her prayer life and yeah. her uh, rituals of religion. Yeah. Um, they but, both have like a sense of loyalty to their family. It's just there's a lot of characteristics where I was like these two women living in very different time periods, but experiencing a lot of the same difficulties. Yeah, like people haven't changed. It's, it's kind yeah. of shows it because even yeah. remember Miriam was when she had married Rashid, he was treating her very nicely when he thought that she could give him bear him children, right? Right. But then and the when thing she, is too, she, she was also forced to marry him. Yeah. The same as Leah. Leah wasn't given an option. Would you like to marry this guy? Yeah. It might be your only option. No. Yeah. And these yeah. both of these women were forced by their fathers Yep. into these marriages that they didn't know the man and turned out to be terrible marriages that they were stuck in. And both of them actually had hopes that, you know, a baby would be a good thing. You know, like yeah. even Miriam, yeah. even though she was forced into marriage with Rashid, she right. was looking forward to being a mother. Cause she was like, well, yeah. at least I can, 
you know, I'll have a child that, you know, will love me, you know? Yeah. And, and we see with Leah, she does find love from that. And yeah. her son, Ruben seems to have like taken over the position of being like, you know, he loves her and like, he goes out of his way to find her this mandrake fruit. And like, he saw yeah. the love that he had for his mother and the time yeah. he put into her. So yeah. it definitely, yeah. But you know what, you know, one of the things I, you know, one of the things I notice about God, like if we're looking at God in the scenario of Rachel and Leah, you know, there's a, I did a proverb that's like, you know, and I'm probably going to jack it up. So don't <laughs> quote me, but I think it says something like, you know, the sun, like the sun rises on both the good and the evil. You yes. know? Yeah. And so you look at I'm not saying that Rachel was evil at all, but God still allowed her womb to be open and to have yeah. two, not just one boy, but, you know, two, two yes. boys, you know? Yeah. And so he could have left her barren because she was barren for a while and he could have yeah. left her barren, but he did not. He still had mercy, he had mercy on her and allowed her but to But then that. we also look at their ends and Rachel is buried somewhere along yes. the road yeah and leah and jacob are buried together yes remember i texted you i was like yeah oh, i didn't remember it's like that yes. texting you like leah's buried with jacob oh my yeah. goodness pretty sure that was the text message you sent me and i was like yeah <laughs> totally out of nowhere yeah <laughs> Oh, you could send your friends a random, your good friend, only your good friends you could send a random text to. Uh, at least I knew exactly <laughs> who you were talking about. <laughs> but yeah, she was, she had the privilege of actually being buried with them. So uh, on yeah. all of that, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I, guess I feel like God showed her a lot of love, a lot of honor. I don't know. Yeah. There was definitely. But he didn't. And even in all of that. I love that he's, he didn't forget Rachel either. Because yeah. listen, Rachel had Joseph, and Joseph is, you know, we know Joseph's story. Yeah. Um, so and what an amazing he, man he turned out to be. Yeah. Just his whole but, character. Like, yeah. I just love him. Oh, I love, he's, oh my goodness, we have to do a, a podcast on Joseph. He's yeah. like one of my favorite stories. Um, him and Daniel people. are like my top two men of the Bible, I oh, think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I... It's Joseph, and I would say Dave. Oh, well, if we're not doing, if we're doing Old Testament, then David. Like I like David. David's real. He's down to yeah. earth. He is messy. He know. is. I have a hard righteous. time with David. He's, he's messy. He's righteous. He's passionate. He's messy. <laughs> like he's not. He's like, not I perfect. Guess why I like Joseph and Daniel. Like they're just. They're not messy. They're like straight. <laughs> I feel like I'm messy, so I can yeah. relate to the messiness. I want that, to be, well, a jo- I am, I want I to be Joseph too. and Daniel. I think that's why I need the counterbalance of these two. Like, I am too, but I'm like, okay, you guys are the balance to me. I feel like, listen, if David can can get up get up there right with God, then there's hope for me. Because yeah. yes. I am just as messy. Yeah. I mean, just, I guess... We love David partially because of his Psalms. Like he allows us into his inner thoughts and heart. We don't get that with any other character. So I think it's easy to build a closeness and a relationship with David in our minds because we're like, we understand how many of his things that he cries out and we cry those same words out. And it's just like, yes, those are my thoughts. Those are my words. So in that way, I guess like I see, 
why yeah, why he's my number David. two but see i have balance because joseph is my number one like i there love joseph like to be in to go through all of that and at the end of the day see look what god look what you meant for evil god meant for good like to be able yeah. to say that to be, able to be to that love. forgiving to be that loving it's yes. like i mean that's what we're called to be but i know but doesn't mean that we always yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah so, um and then if I had to pick my third, my third would be Paul. Like, I love Paul. Like, uh, I don't yeah, know. Like, Paul was yeah. a steadfast servant, you know? Like, he's like, I've been, like I've been too. beaten. I've been in prison. Yeah. I've been, you know, like, but he's still, like. I like Peter, too, do just work. because I feel oh. like I am a Peter. I'm a very impulsive person. Maybe chopping off someone's ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it's like action right away. We don't need a plan. Let's just do this. Don't you mess with Jesus. I, I yeah. Jesus needed help. I'm going to slice off his ears. And Jesus is like, I got this. You don't think I could call my legion of angels? Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. I mean, so many times Peter puts his foot in his mouth. But I'm like, hey, if I was hanging out with Jesus, that would have been me. Like, that would have been me. But because I'm kind of the one that, like, you know, you know, all the disciples were thinking it, but Peter went ahead and said it, you know, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, would have been that one to been like, we're all thinking it, but let me say it. You know, this is how it is, Jesus. Let me take you aside. I got to tell you something. And it's like that, like, as foolish as that is, that would have been me. So I, I feel like Peter in some too. ways I'm like, oh, I'm a Peter. <laughs> I do like Peter. My favorite Peter story is when Jesus um, is John 21. That's my favorite. One of my favorites um, in the Bible, because that's where Jesus remembered, like after Jesus um, was resurrected and they were out fishing and he came and had breakfast with them yeah. that morning. Um, and and then would they reckon they didn't recognize him at, at the first. I know, but then which I found so weird. I know. Like, I think you've I been with him for how long? And now I'm like, thinking he must guy. have he must have changed in a way that they could. Maybe but he when, just looked more glorious. I don't know. Maybe, but whatever it was, he and Peter. He, you know, he asked him. Peter, remember when he was like, "Peter, feed my sheep. Will you feed yeah. my sheep?" And he like, yeah. It was just like, you know, I just picture him and Jesus like walking along the beach, you know, having this conversation, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like again, looking at Jesus. And that he took that time yeah. to be walking along the beach after breakfast yeah. with yeah. Peter to have yeah. that conversation. It's just oh, like, you just it's gotta like love such a Jesus. cute moment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like, so at oh. night I do this thing to the twins. Not that he was off. telling me anything good because he did tell him, listen, you're going to die like me. Well, but, yeah. you know, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, I do this thing with Beyond the twins that. before bed where I'm always like, I will say, you know, Roman, I love you. Roman, I love you. Roman, I love, and I'll keep doing that. Stuff. And they'll be like, Mommy, I love you. You know, like they get like exasperated with me. Like, you already know this, you know? And it's like that Peter moment of like, Jesus just keeps saying it to Peter, yes. you know? Over He's like, and over. yes. And, and Peter's yeah. like, yes, I'll, I'll, yes, I'll feed your sheep. Yeah. But it was that, like a redemption from that three, you know, the three times he denied him. And it's like, here, yeah, the three the times. Three times, yeah. Yeah, that you can, you know, accept him. So. I don't know. Yep. It's just, you just see beautiful moments of Jesus, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, I, but, I, I mean, I guess in the Bible, Jesus is my favorite man because he was oh, man. Yeah, I guess. Yes, And he then was. I guess the rest under the rest that. Of the <laughs> my favorite God man. Yeah. <laughs> my one and only. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there was no other. <laughs> 
but we are way over time <laughs> okay so we were gonna quickly and i don't know if we even have time now but yeah we're we, gonna talk about yeah. we are reading dante's inferno like we had planned on yes and we started reading it and i realized oh i am not as intelligent as i thought it was and so i have ordered myself <laughs> i've ordered myself a book to kind of was- guide me I was so glad. Let me tell you, when you sent the text, I was like, all right, beat two. So I ordered it too. (laughs) I got the Kindle version. It's on Scrib if you want to read it before you get it. Oh, I would have done that before tonight. I should have looked. That was silly. But it's coming tomorrow, supposedly. (laughs) So I'm hoping by our next meeting, I will have had a little bit of help. Because, But what I want to say is I did really enjoy the poetry of it. I really did enjoy the language. And... I love the fact that it's an allegory because one of my favorite books is Pilgrim's Progress. I know it is. <laughs> and, and so I feel like it's like a poetry version of Pilgrim's Progress. And that's what made me really excited as I was listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is Pilgrim's Progress, but like poetry version. <laughs> and obviously in Pilgrim's Progress, we don't go through hell, purgatory, and make our way to heaven. Right. But it's that same kind of idea because we see – it starts off with um, this man, and he's wandered off the off right the, path, the narrow path, right? Yes, so yes. we know he's left the right way, and yep. he's lost in darkness, and he doesn't know where he is or where he's going. So we right away are like, we can make connections. Okay, this man represents, you know, the, the humanity, everyday man. All of us. Yes. Exactly. Yes. This is us. And we realize <laughs> that he has strayed from truth, and he is yes. now in darkness. And then he sees this hill. Yes. And there's light at the top of it. And we just, he wants to get to that light because he's like, I don't know where I am. I think it's going to help me. But there's these three beasts that are blocking the way. Especially. And I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping the the she wolf or something. It was like, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping my guide is going to explain a little bit more about who these characters are because it didn't really explain it. But he can't get up there because they're there and he has to come back down and he's kind of lost hope you feel like he's a little bit hopeless like oh i'm never gonna find my way out and then this guy virgil finds him and is like hey let me be your guide and he, well actually he asks him because he re- he realizes who virgil is he's like oh you're virgil he's like you yeah know. and it's funny because he's like i'm a poet and you're just like this whole thing is poetry so are you writing it like it just makes you wonder like is virgil the writer of all this i don't know that's what i was thinking and uh and I so, think, yeah, so he's this poet that's going to help him find his way. Yeah, yeah. But they're taking the scenic route because I'm like, why is he yes, taking through all he, of this? Well, but, I think I, I can't. It does explain that. I can't remember why, but I think he said something like, well, we can't get past the we can't right. go up the straight way because the wolf yeah. is guarding it. So yeah. we're going to I'm going to take you a different way. Right. And so. <clears throat> But so yeah, you're just like basically going through hell. And I I, I kind of listened ahead to just kind of some of the things that he witnesses. It's a little creepy and it's a little dark. But I feel like with a guide, I'll kind of be like, okay, this is what this represents. This is what this stands for. Because that's the thing. The whole thing is an allegory. The whole thing is this puzzle. And I was like, oh, I love it. But I kind of need like some hints along the way. So I'm hoping having this book is going to be like, and then when I listen to it, I'm going to be like, wow. So... <laughs> I got to tell you, so I have the Dorothy Sayers translation, which I love because she's, she actually, the way how, uh, 
how it was first written, how Dante written, wrote it, it was in, um, it was, I can't, it's like a, it's like it rhymes. There's a, there's a yeah. pattern to it. Yeah, Not, it's yeah there's actually, a pattern. It was a simple pattern too. I like yeah. poetry that has simple pattern and this yes. does too. It was like A, B, C. It was like A, B, A, and then B, and then the next one would be B, C, B, and then it would be yeah. C, D, C. So, it's, but yeah. she, in her translation, she wrote it so that it had the same pattern. So I thought that uh, was nice. Okay. But the yeah. audio book that I'm listening to yeah. does not have that. But what I find sometimes is that what I don't, is not clear in the audiobook that I look to see what she says or sometimes it's not clear what she says so I see you know the audiobook version like yeah. how they put it but I only made it up to Canto 1 and 2 also so yeah we're going slow Shanna we are really I know. going slow I know. I know. no I need to I'm already like once I get the book I'm going to read and re-listen so I'm moving very slowly because I'm actually going to go back I was just kind of like I don't know I needed to know what was ahead but I will yeah, I mean, I just, like at the at the back of there's like there's like thirty levels of hell or twenty something yeah. levels of hell. I'm like, okay, yeah. we definitely need yeah, because we have to we have to look at all the crimes right now. I'm in the fear of God and fear of hell section of a. Uh, oh, so you went book. ahead. I only yeah. did only did one and two, so I will continue. But I just was like, I was just really intrigued because they were going to hell, and I was just like, oh, what's there? Yeah. So I just and wanted you, to. It was and you, it was it was scary. <laughs> Did you notice that I know I don't know um like but in the Dorothy <laughs> in the Dorothy Sayers version it tells you that it's it's Maundy Thursday and then it goes and then it's through Good Friday 6 a.m. So it tells you like cuz the one the other book the audiobook version doesn't tell you that. Oh, like okay. it, it's following um so you know what? Why it's going slow is because, you know, to read this and then also to read the guy. But the other guy, right. the one that you recommend, it's been it's good so far, but it's giving you his history first. So I didn't want to skip that part, uh, like the okay. introduction. Wait, did you, yeah. did you skip the introduction? I haven't gotten it. I get. It oh, tomorrow. I forget. I forgot. I so, forgot, yeah, okay. I haven't started reading okay. it yet. Okay. But yeah, I I picked that one because it was actually on Christian Books. Because there was a bunch of them on Amazon, and I was like, oh, I have no idea which one's a good one. Yeah. And so I saw it on Christian Books, but Christian Books takes like two weeks to ship it to you. And I was like, okay. I'm yeah. going to be two weeks behind. Yeah. So I ended up, I was like, oh, I'm going to use my Prime and just get it through Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. so it'll come tomorrow. Okay, that's what, so it'll come tomorrow. All right, so yeah. we're reading this slowly. So as we're reading, we're going to be talking And Prime, about actually, because I ordered it when I, when I told you that day I had ordered it so yeah. they're already making me wait a few days but yeah at least that's it's not true two weeks i was like okay kindle <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was glad you were like okay with me using a commentary book because i was like no we, I can't we this should on my have own. <laughs> no actually that's i really didn't i, did I told you one. i didn't know that much about it so i yeah. was not like mentally prepared for what i was getting myself into so this I didn't even good. think about that, but yes, meaning like uh, that's why someone had recommended Dorothy's yeah. uh, version. Uh, but yeah, I but I do like the the other book too. So that's why I'm going slow because I have to have time to read that book and then read this one too. So. Yeah, but I We're feel gonna like I'm really gonna journey. like it because, like I said, I was getting you know John Bunyan uh, like feelings from it, so I was like, yeah. "Ooh, this Ooh, is this like is Pilgrim's Progress." <laughs> so. 
I was actually really excited. So as we're reading it, we'll we'll let you know how we're doing on this journey. (laughs) We're going on a journey, so we'll let you know how we're doing. Um, but we are wrapping it up. We're like yes. uh, way, way, yes. way over. So <laughs> thank you for listening. If you made it this far, if you've made it this far, yes, <laughs> you're the real hero. Okay. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll probably, um, we haven't, we'll, we don't know. We'll let you know. We don't know next what week. we're doing. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> but I'm, well, I plan on talking about Dante's Inferno. Definitely. Yes. Everything else is, I guess. And we'll, we know. will, everything else is ram. It might be a ramblings. It might be a readings yes. episode. It might be a ramblings. Not sure. <laughs> but we so, hope you'll join so us next time. <laughs> yeah. <find out. laughs> All right. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.